Hello everyone, we're here again on Toonami Therapy of January 5th, 2023. I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And I didn't, um, I, last episode I predicted I would goof the year up, but I got it right. I got 2023, not 2022. Mm -hmm. So, now that we've gotten that, uh, well... No Toonami this week, despite our name. That comes back uh, this week, uh, I think. So we'll have the stuff to cover then. And uh, in the meantime, I guess we can go through a probably abbreviated podcast where we talk about the other stuff. Yep. So let's get through these. And we start with um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Stone Ocean, episode 19, I think, yes. Episode 19. Okay, so um, they managed to beat the guy. Um, well, after beating the guy, they find every all the other people are turning into plants um, because you touch the bone, you get turned into a plant. I Okay. Um, it hits Jolene, but she's okay because, uh, they get out of the, the, um, place. Uh, they also find this weird thing that's maybe sort of a baby, kind of. It was kind of confusing on that point. Anyway, they decide they need to get out of there. There's still one enemy stand user, um, around. They just don't know where he is. They end up encountering his stand, which apparent turns out to actually apparently be super helpful to them and helps them escape but they leave Foo Fighters behind in order to uh try to find the guy and beat them but Foo Fighters apparently undercover some kind of realization about how the apparently helpful stand is actually a really bad one because she seems like she's gotten injured somehow and um that's our episode yeah now, what did you say Anastasia's real name was? Anasui. Did you spell that? <laughs> A-N-A-S-U-I. And why was that name changed? Um, I think it's a name, uh, it's, it's the name of this one person who's like a designer or something. And I think they have a brand named hmm. after themselves. Okay. That's that's my guess. That's their um name uh say that's their that's who their namesake is and whenever someone's named after something has changed it's always because of um that. Mhm. Mm and uh we've also So yeah, that was his uh name. It just uh, seems so weird that he's named Anastasia, you know. Yeah, that that is a little um, because that's like I mean that can be a guy's name, but usually that's more used for girls, at, at least in the English world. Mm -hmm. So let's see. And um, yeah, there's I I I enjoyed the episode, but there wasn't really that much like fighting and stuff that happened. Um, so. Not sure how much there was for me to really add to the summary. Yeah. Um, okay, episode. Um, you had that whole thing of Jolene's arm having cut into it so it could send a message from Jotaro. 
You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I don't know what that means as for Joe Turo, whether he is still with it or not, you know? Yeah, yeah, I wonder where we're going with that. I hope we do go somewhere with this, because one, unfortunately, there's a reason there's a meme of JoJo that just it's just called Iraqi Forgot. Iraqi um, Forgot? Iraqi, that's the name of the author. Oh. The, the joke is people like like there will be something and then it will just be never mentioned again like like the, the obvious examples when we're first introduced to Kakuin like uh in in part three he like has some power that he uses against Jotaro that involves painting so like you know when he does this thing it injures um Jotaro and uh and then that power is never mentioned again in the entire series <laughs> Like, in the entire part, that power is it, just completely forgotten. It's stuff like that where people say, oh, well, he just... When people say, well, why is this? And they say, well, he just forgot about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not that much to say about that one. Um, Yes. So then we got Spy Family episodes 22 and 23. We've here got... um, So... Lloyd and, um, what was her name? Was it Nightfall? I mm -hmm. think that was it. Yes. Nightfall. They need to get into, they need to enter this tennis tournament because a winner can get this thing and they need it because they can do, get this, 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 uh, painting that might have a code in it. So they go into it. They, this was actually not a bad week to watch two episodes because they go right into each other. Right. Um, and, uh, and, underground tennis tournament uh, in order to get something. They end up beating other people who are all trying to cheat. They manage to even beat like the final guys who both are apparently really good and also doing all sorts of crazy cheating. Uh, then they man, but then they uh, discover ultimately after all that, that the uh, thing that they were looking for, what the code was actually not any national security thing. It was just like, it was just a uh, some um thing about like uh about uh I can't remember exactly what it was. Wasn't it like a note to his family or something? Something like that. Yeah, but, it might have been. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it turned out to not be anything important. Also, uh although we knew Loy uh, sorry, Yor was strong, we have confirmation in this episode she has literal superhuman strength. <laughs> because she like when she hits the ball with the rack, the tennis ball with the with the racket, she hits it so hard that the like the the ropes in the in the uh, racket actually cut the ball up. Yeah, we learned about a lot of uh, superhuman things in this episode. Actually, how uh, Lloyd can just go from being a spy to being the greatest tennis player in the world, like. Like, as if that could really happen. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't impressed by the whole tennis thing because it was like, okay, they're just making them, like, unbeatable in tennis that people can't even beat them even when cheating. Whenever 
they aren't tennis players, they're just spies. So I found it to be quite ridiculous. And um, yeah, I, I, I was expecting they would come up with some sort of, uh, you know, spy way of getting that painting, but instead they just got turned into superhuman tennis players and it didn't sit well with me. So that I did like though that part at the end where Nightfall challenges your to a tennis match and um your somehow you know your your gets the superhuman powers too because she's able to beat Nightfall in a tennis point and that causes Nightfall to go off and start training so she can beat your in order to win over the love of Twilight. So that was a pretty good part at the end, I thought. But I I don't know. You, you, you just can't make the characters just unbeatable in in like everything they do because that kind of uh takes away from you know i i just i just don't like the fact that he was made into this tennis superstar whenever we never seen him practicing tennis even once in the series you know yeah, I mean, I know he's supposed to be super great at, like, what he um, does and stuff, so I'm okay. So him being really good at tennis, you know, being hyper-competent and managing to get really good at it quick, I'm fine. The problem is they're going up against people who are at least supposed to be really good. And then beating them under those circumstances, okay, I could maybe see it. But then they're beating them while having all these while having to constantly avoid, like, these traps that are on the floor, while having to constantly dodge bullets being sent their way. Not, like, lethal bullets, but stuff that would still injure them and uh, stuff. At, at that point, it just is getting completely ridiculous. And the weirdest... And towards the end, when Lloyd manages to actually deflect a bullet with his racket and hits the opponent and injures them, and I was just thinking, you could have just done that... You could have just, when they start firing... You could have just had Lloyd deflected like that, hit the opponent, and that would be the ex a perfectly good explanation for how they win. And you could mm -hmm. have just you could have just done that. And um, plus the fact this whole thing this didn't need to be two episodes. This could have just been one episode. Mm -hmm. um, is the thing. So if they had just done that, it would have skipped through all the oh wow, there's we're the greatest, you know tennis people ever somehow even while dealing with all of this and yeah it's it's just not really a matter it's not enough of like us explaining how they're like using their spy stuff to win it's just well we're that good we're yeah we, we just have it, it's like Dio Mushi pedal pedal faster here it's just well we just got to play better than the opponent and yeah that's how you do it um or as you would say in Dragon Ball, although without the screaming, scream your way into a power-up. Yeah. But, yeah, so the, the the match itself was not that great. We had those issues. A lot of it, I mean, I guess if you think the joke of, oh, 
uh, Nightfall is totally fawning over Twilight. If you think that's a really funny joke, well, there's plenty of that here. <laughs> but I didn't think it was that great. And yeah, I, I just thought the ending was good. The ending stuff with um, Yor, where she, when holding back, hits the ball so hard with her racket that it literally blasts through her opponent's racket. Uh, mm -hmm. That was funny. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I kind of wonder, because we know Anya can read minds because she was experimented on somehow by this group, and that Bond can see the future because of that. And I just kind of wonder, like, is the reason for yours insane strength something like that? Because she, because we are at the point where it is, like, not, this is not humanly possible. Mm-hmm. It's funny, but I, it just makes me wonder if we'll ever get an explanation like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, anything else to say about, um, Spy Family? Uh, no, not really. Okay. So, then we got episode 8 of Chainsaw. Man, so after um, Himeno, who's super drunk, tries to basically seduce Denji, and he's like, no, because he decides he wants to, uh, because he's uh, still totally fallen for Makima and remembers um, that, so uh, then they just go to sleep, wake up, and she's like, oh, sorry about that, I was super um, drunk, and it's relieved nothing happened. Uh, then um, it seems like they're like, okay, we're going to help each of us get... Uh, together with the other person uh, that we kind of like, because she apparently has a thing for Aki, but then every, then when everyone's eating, they all get attacked by, I can't remember if they say his name, but apparently it's Katana Man, uh, and some other people who basically um, proceed to essentially kind of beat our heroes pretty uh, badly. Himeno looks like she does... She's going to make, like, a big sacrifice thing to beat them, but uh, it ends up not working out so well and uh, gets beaten. And, uh, yeah, then it looks like a, uh, through a big attack thing about a whole bunch of characters have been killed. And, uh, yeah, that's our episode where it ends after, you know, tr some pretty strong struggles against the enemy, but not bear, but them managing to, you know, the bad guys not be defeated. So you told me there was no more sex in this uh, show. And... I, said, I, said, I said after this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's all this episode was. I, I said and... after. I, I said there wouldn't be. I said it went away basically after this, after this episode. I, I realized in retrospect I didn't phrase that very well. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. So... I had no interest in this episode, so uh, that's the best way to put it. Uh, I I just really hate this show right now. Mm. I just I don't I don't like it at all. I, they're just there's nothing good about it. I mean, it, it's I I think people must think that because there's a lot of blood that makes it a good show, and I just don't see the appeal in it you know i i just i don't know i i'm completely confused why people think this is the best show of the year because i i can't find one redeeming thing about it i 
at, at least at first, it looked like Power was going to be a funny character, and that was going to make up for everything. But now Power is just kind of out of the equation, and uh, I don't know. I guess there's a little bit of experimental uh, stuff here where it's kind of like, okay, let's tell this story from this certain angle, and we'll see how things go. And I, I can respect the show for at least trying that, but I, I just feel like there's nothing there. It's just all blood gore and, at least up to this point, sex, you know? Well, well, I actually mostly liked the episode. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, I, I'll talk a little about that. So, okay, I didn't really care that much for the opening um, bit. It's I act so they're actually. I kind of started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so we had this whole thing where she's oh she's trying, um, to uh, while she's super drunk, she's trying to you know uh, get with uh, Denji, and he's not interested because he uh, well initially he. Uh, seems to be because he's a stupid teenager um but then he uh gets that like finds that lollipop essentially that makima uh gave him and is like no i want this my first time to be with makima and and won't do it and i was like and i just kind of stopped and was thinking to myself okay so what exactly was the point of this scene and then i realized okay because yeah this is like what I've noticed, what I, and I, I kind of achieved a sort of realization, and it was kind of something that I knew before, but is more obvious. It's the fact all, pretty much all the stuff, like the, the more violent scenes, the more, you know, scenes like this stuff, they actually do have a point. The point here, the big one, is one, point out that Himeno's actually pretty um, screwed up if she does this even while drunk, although, admittedly, that's not so important because she basically dies this episode right after anyway. Um, uh, I will, I, one thing for Chainsaw Man, they didn't do, they did not make us sit through a lengthy flashback about her before that happened. Mm-hmm. So, thumbs up on that. But the point is, the fact, so, Denji is, like, completely obsessed with Makima in this um, thing. Even though he's literally known her not much at all. And the whole, and the important thing that it's emphasizing, which is actually really important in the series, is the fact that Denji is, because as it was established at the start, he's basically spent like the last, I don't know, 10 or something years of his life kind of being forced to do all sorts of stuff for like gangster um, people. So as soon as he meets someone who is like actually willing to just give him some decent food and stuff, namely Makima, he completely ends up totally and utterly devoted to her because he's not like he's kind of a broken individual essentially. That's the that's what we get emphasized in that whole thing. So there was a point to all of that. It wasn't there just the ah ha ha sex stuff. The thing about the series and I think a lot of this, at least for me, was more only really obvious in retrospect, is how much of it really feels like all of like the kind of like more off-putting stuff, you know, there's more sexual jokes, the blood, the gore, all of that kind of stuff does almost always serve an actual purpose, which is probably one of the reasons it took off early is because you get all of 
this stuff and you, you know you can get all the people who are like oh man look at all this gore and st all this stuff but while also still having underlying points to all of this the problem is and i'm pretty sure if i had just watched the show right here if i knew exactly what you did i'd have pretty similar opinions because i wouldn't have any idea that a lot of this stuff actually leads to things mm -hmm. um but in regards to the episode i i mostly talked about like and the comparison point, this is a weird one. You probably completely forgot about this. Do you remember, because it was short, there's this part in this early episode of Black Clover when Asta first joins the Black Bulls and, you know, meets them. And Vanessa, who at that point is also completely drunk, does this weird sort of flirting thing with him. And that, um, at, before, uh, at, with Asta, like, rejects, was, no, my heart belongs to Sister Lily from my uh, village. And, the whole reason that's there is, well, actually, ironically, Vanessa throws up right after that, so that's another um, parallel. It's just to say, oh, Asta is wacky and goofy, and that's it. In this one, it kind of there's more of a point to it, serving, showing Denji's kind of screwed up state of mind, um, and that's the first half. But again, I can say all that, and I still kind of say, yeah, but you know, you didn't have to devote as much time to it. Second half, that actually has some pretty cool action, I thought, and the way it just with everything was calmed to being much more dangerous and a lot of stuff happening, and uh, I don't know, I like, I, I thought, I thought the second half of the episode was, I, I thought, it got a lot more of my interest. Yeah, I just can't find anything I like about it so far, so mm. once it gets to the end of the season, I'm going to have to drop it, so... Uh, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's possible that things may have a point to them later, but how am I supposed to know that given that I've never read the manga, you know? Mm. Do they expect everyone to read the manga before watching this? Well, I yeah. mean, people obviously like the series up until this point in the manga form, not me so much. I, I got into it later. Um, and honestly, oh man, I'm always saying the same thing. It's weird because I, I, looking back, I did enjoy it more and more as it went on. But it wasn't really until part two that I thought that I was really consistently and strongly enjoying it every chapter. So, uh, I don't know, we'll get there maybe in six years in the anime. <laughs> I actually did be, um... I did watch the next episode, actually, because I had nothing to do for half an hour before we recorded. I thought, well, might as well get something out of the way. And I watch it, and I'm thinking, hmm, this episode might actually turn it around, or it might actually make you dislike it more. I have no idea. <laughs> or maybe you'll just um end up in the middle. I don't know. There's some stuff I could see you possibly liking, and some stuff I would think you would actually not like. So I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's my weird preview, I guess. Yeah, I, I kind of do regret um, bringing, it, uh, uh, bringing it up because I had kind of forgotten how much, honestly, I didn't care for some of the beginning um, stuff in this series. Maybe should have waited until more stuff was out and started later. I don't know. But um, that's, uh, I mean, on the whole, I ended up, I... 
Yeah, I thought the episode was decent. I, I did like the more action stuff at the um, end. The way it just suddenly, things suddenly, you know, just increased in considerable seriousness. And uh, things got more, you know, real. Because up until this point, despite, like, the it being violent, nothing necessarily bad has really happened to people. It's all, everything has turned out actually pretty um, well. And then sudden, and then we're all like, okay, things are... Um, serious now yeah i i just don't understand why there has to be such graphic violence other than just to make people think oh this is cool there's a lot of blood you know um it... i i think to kind of help um, emphasize the fact that things are pretty brutal in this universe mm-hmm hmm. So, um, that's our, it's, we, I feel like we spend more time talking about this series than anything else. Yeah. Uh, even if it's, it's just, it's a, so controversial. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess we'll see what, um, happens, um, towards the end. You, you still want to finish the season? Yeah, I'm this far into it. Might as okay. well. So. Okay. So. We've got, um, yeah, it's, you know, it might be interesting if you were to ever, well, you don't really read much manga, but it is, between parts one and two of Chainsaw Man, the author made, like, these volume-length one-shots called Look Back and Goodbye, Airy, that were both considered pretty good. It's interesting, because if you read them, you can see some of the weird sort of weirdness, but there's, like, no violence at all in those stories. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I guess maybe there's a little bit in look back, but it's like nothing too um, big. But uh, anyway, it's so not a, that I I don't like violence. It's just that the only substance to the show is violence. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing there's nothing else about it. That's all it is. It's just blood flying everywhere, and and. There, there's just no one to root for. There's no one to care about. It's just blood going all over the place, you know? Mm. Well, there is a bunch of blood in the next episode, I should uh-huh. mention. Um, <laughs> but there's also some uh, plot, more plot stuff you, that might interest you. Or not. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm, just, uh, I'm just thinking, man, this... Have, suggesting to watch you watch this might not have been the greatest idea because all the stuff that I like comes after this season. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, move on to something that um we probably will uh that I I think we probably both enjoyed um uh, episode eight Blue Lock um which it, wait was this episode um eight or was yes this yeah, episode it was eight. eight it was eight yeah. yeah. Okay, so we find out some backstory stuff about two of the guys on the other team. Uh, basically, uh, one of them was like the son of a CEO, but he just wants to play soccer. And the other one is really good at soccer, but he's super lazy and kind of has to mm-hmm. get forced into it. <laughs> um, and uh, then, uh, so our characters are going to have to go up against them that tall guy who was the the traitor is like nope not so um he's like hey man i got i've got the most goals i don't care i'll just sit mm-hmm. this out uh mm-hmm. 
Well, um, so the hope is that maybe they can get him to change his mind if one member of theirs could get three uh, goals, you know, to tie it up. But then you find out the rule, like, what do they say? The tiebreakers are how many penalties followed by whoever has the highest rank, but tall guy. I'm sorry, I don't know his name, okay? Uh-huh. Um, I, I can't remember. I'm not sure I know a single person's name in this series, actually, other than Ego. Like, what is the main character's name again? Let, let me, um, okay, Yo, uh, Yoichi Isagi, that's his name. Okay, I don't know anyone's name in this series. Uh-huh. I can recognize that, but I just say, anyway, they go into it, and they seem to have a great plan for scoring a goal, but they don't manage to, and then the other team is like, well, okay, well, uh, we'll just do that, and then they do that, and they get a, a goal. Um, yeah, this was a fun episode. Yeah, um, my favorite part was actually the little thing after the show where it describes the purple hair guy as perfect white material <laughs> and and he's helping out the white hair guy and <laughs> that was that was pretty funny yeah i assume since they've shown so much about uh, these two guys that obviously they have to play some sort of part in this. Um, I, I thought it was uh, interesting them trying to do my my problem with this is like who would really want to do this? Like you you get stuck in a, a building with all these people you don't know. And you just got to keep playing soccer until you lose. Like, it almost seems like losing would be a positive because you get out of there. Hmm. You know, um, I I mean, are these guys so desperate to uh, play soccer that I guess they are. They're that desperate to play soccer that they undergo all these terrible conditions. But uh, for what it is, you know, it's fun. It's exciting. It's got some pretty good soccer action. Um, um, I I think they simplified the game of soccer a little bit, which is okay. But um, yeah, I I just don't understand how they're. The, the thing that bothers me as a sports fan is the fact that they're all supposed to be strikers, yet. They're playing 11 on 11 and striker. You got maybe one or two strikers on your team usually. So uh, that means that nine or 10 guys are playing out of position. So there's no way to evaluate a player if they're playing out of position, you know? Hmm. So that's something I've had a little bit of a problem with. I'm like, Okay, if you're just trying to find the best striker, then you've got to make them all do striker things. You can't have one of them in goal and four of them on defense, four of them in the middle, you know. So, um, yeah, but overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode, and it was pretty exciting. Um, As you said before, 
Team V really has no motivation to win in this game. So, uh, because even if they lose, they advance. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a little weird. But um, overall, pretty good episode. Yeah, <clears throat> the point you bring, it's interesting when you were talking about, you know, them, even though it's all about being the best striker, it's still, they're still pl essentially playing the other positions, um, you know, especially with one person being the goalie. Ironically, I actually heard, listened to this review of Blue Lock, it was, it was about the manga, um, and, and I was interested in it, and, well, I got a few things spoiled for me, nothing too big, but mm -hmm. just saying that, oh, hey, you know this minor character, you don't know anything about it, well, you don't need to care about them because they get eliminated, <laughs> um, soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it's like, I kind it, it kind of gave me the impression, oh, yeah, this is like, you know, uh, a survivor amazing race season is someone getting no attention well you know they're probably gone early mm -hmm. um but that that is kind of a point because if the idea is here to develop striker skills the goal someone playing a goalie doesn't really do um like much for that in fact considering they were the emphasis on you know learning soccer from zero and stuff in which everyone's a striker it almost felt to me like I almost kind of assumed when we got that information a while ago, it's like, okay, no one will be the goalie. It'll just be, there'll just be a goal. It'll just be striker versus like a super offensive game in which you right. just have to, which actually sounded pretty interesting, but then it just kind of turned into a regular soccer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a very good point you made. Um, because it even made the emphasis with Ego, like, announcing, like, you know, that whole, like, reinvent soccer from zero. And I was just like, okay, that's interesting. So there's not going to be any goalies, I bet. Everyone's going to be, like, going for uh, uh, being offensive with the ball. But then right away, it's like, no, it's it's not really from zero that they just, it's just, they're just kind of playing regular um, stuff maybe with a little more variance in the positions, but still, you still got like the the goalie. You still got all that stuff. I because that could have been kind. Uh, um, I mean, I'm still enjoying it, but it does feel like this really is just right now. It just seems this is kind of a regular soccer game. It's just we've got this extra um stuff with okay, your if your team doesn't make it, then only the person with the highest scores makes it which does bring an interesting kind of psychological like a twist to it that caused all the stuff with the guy turning against them in the previous game and uh stuff but it does but it doesn't seem to quite be what was promised with all the emphasis of from zero mm -hmm. um but you know that that's maybe it just, even if it's just kind of regular soccer with a sort of psychological extra thing, I still think. It, I mean, it's fun. It's good. I like it. This is um, I, I this is right now for me looking like it'll. Pr I mean, there we've still got twelve months, but this is looking like uh at least right now based on the well, let's see, we're watching five shows and we got a few tsunami stuff going on. This one, this one has a pretty good shot of being number one for now at the end of the year list. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens when a bunch of other stuff we watch. Yeah. Okay. Ruby Ice Queendom, Episode 8. So, um, 
they're doing a bunch of fighting stuff. Um, I'm honestly kind of confused about what they were actually doing through a bunch of the first half of the episode. They're fighting things. It's, um... But, um... We do end up, uh... Let's see, we have all those weird child versions of Weiss, but a bunch of them, I think, get captured or something. The big, the big thing is, um that uh at the end so um at the end the series looks like it's basically taking inspiration from neon genesis evangelion because it's mm -hmm. got ruby and she's surrounded mm -hmm. by people who are all clapping and applauding and one of them is an animal <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're all congratulating her <laughs> but then it turns but then she realizes that whole thing is a dream and they all turn into like the weird evil vines and attack her like, and it just made me think what if that happened right after the last episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion everyone just turned into vines and attacked Shinji uh, 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 uh. <sighs> yeah uh, like for a second I was like Oh no! Is this gonna have a super sappy ending here? And then I was like, "Wait a minute! There's, there's no way." And then, <laughs> then I, I, that was the first thing I thought of immediately was the congratulations thing. I remember you put up that congratulations video, and someone posted, "A penguin just congratulated me." So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was that was uh, pretty funny. Um, overall, I actually liked the episode. Um, I, I, my biggest problem with this show, believe it or not, is the dub. I just, uh, I just don't think these are really good dub voices. Um, and I know I'm I'm a big dub guy. You know, I, I usually watch almost everything through the dub, but uh, so mainly the main characters' voices I just don't think are very good. And um, Weiss probably has the best voice of the four. The other three, at least, or at least Ruby and Yang, just don't really have good voices. So... Um, yeah, I I don't know what to say about that, but that's that's kind of um, what I was thinking. But I, you know, overall for entertainment value, it was a pretty good episode, so can't really complain too much about it. Well, the thing about the dub is that since before this anime, since Ruby was originally, you know. Uh, a web series and like may an English web series. All these are the same voice actors in the original series in the dub. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's one, uh, yeah, all of these are the same voice actors. I think maybe one or there might've been like a secondary character who might've been changed, but the main four are all the same people. Um, so that was, uh, so yeah, although I, I did see someone, I, I can't, they commenting on it. and they said you know like they said that they didn't like the voices in this as much as the original and wondered if like maybe like you know the the direction was worse or something i i i, mm -hmm. I have heard repeatedly from a bunch of people i remember 
Well, I remember a bunch of voice actors at conventions would say this, and maybe it was just as a way to deflect blame, but they all, like, said, you know, if you like or dislike a vocal performance, it's almost entirely... The, the blame or credit goes almost entirely on the director because they're the ones who decide who voices the characters. They're the ones who, like, have them give all the takes and choose which take to use and uh, stuff. So I've been... Um, I, I don't really have an issue with the dub. I mean, it, it's not anything special, but it's not anything bad um, either. It's it's just okay. I have not really seen the original series Um which is, which has often made me be thinking throughout this whole thing. Because, um, so, so I kind of, okay, uh, confession time. I am kind of honestly uh, do, did, I wasn't a huge fan, but I did li I decently like uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic for a while. Um, and, uh, and I remember when the movie came out, I, I saw it and I mostly liked it, although, uh, a, well, hang on, let me, let me back. And I happened to, like, listen to, like, this sort of audio review of it from, like, some movie reviewers I usually listen to. And they really disliked the movie. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is mostly good. Although, ironically, there are, like, some really... There's some big plot holes that you would only know if you had seen the show. Um, but... And I was just kind of thinking, okay, I... Despite liking it, I agree with their take in that if I was not familiar with the show, I wouldn't like this movie. Be sorry, um, because it's completely dependent on you knowing the characters and having investment on, on them. And I'm kind of thinking, how much... I'm just kind of thinking, maybe this would work a lot better for me if I knew more about these characters and their adventures. Uh, because mm -hmm. I feel lost through a lot of it. I'm like, I, I just keep seeing this, and I just keep thinking to myself, okay, does this work a lot more if we've seen more of these characters? Because all we've gotten in into this episode that's basically all about, like, inner stuff about the characters after we've seen three episodes with them. And, um, I'm, like, left wondering, maybe that's the issue. Maybe maybe this is something that you really should, that would be work a lot better if you've seen a lot more of Ruby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good thinking about that, yeah. Um, like, now... When it comes to Ruby, is there stuff that happened before this? You know, because, like, it seemed that in this show that it was, like, making out, like, this is how they first met. So so my understanding is this is how it works. Uh, so the the original web car animated series uh, came out, and there's a bunch of different volumes to it, which, I mean, you can kind of consider seasons. Um, and... Uh, Ba the first three episodes were a, like, adaptation, a somewhat abridged adaptation of, uh, like, the most of the first volume. And this, I think, mm. takes place uh, not exactly between volumes one and two, but a little, because I know there's something at the end of volume one that happens at the end of this, of this series. So, mm -hmm. I, basically at the end of that. And then the series continues... Onward. So basically, this is just kind. Of, this is essentially a filler arc that they inserted into the series. Um, okay. Which uh, and I've been kind of thinking, even if this takes play, even if we saw the stuff that happened before this, I kind of get the feeling that if I had seen more of the subsequent series, 
I would have a much better understanding of the characters and would like all a lot of this stuff would mean more um, to me because I'd have much greater investment and knowledge about uh, them. Um, mm -hmm. So they like did. They, there's still several episodes. Things could shift, but it does feel to me like they did their best in trying to make this more accessible to a newer person by you know making sure to have that opening uh, thing that like the first three episodes that established like the basic stuff so that you know you're not going to be completely lost going in if you're new but it does really feel like this is something that would mean a lot more to someone who's a fan of the show mm. it, it honestly kind of almost makes me wonder because the first three episodes were the best part of this series right yeah and i was thinking what if they had just redone the original series in anime form because the original like the first volume of it, like it it would it didn't have a very big budget, so it was pretty crudely animated. And the anime, this one was uh was much better, I understand. And it just seems like mm -hmm. maybe you could have done all that, but doing it in a real anime form and continued on. I don't know. It, uh, maybe at some point, I'll, uh, it might be interesting to watch a bit more of the original. Um, Ruby. I've always been a little hesitant because I keep hearing from so many people that the series got really bad after the original creator died after like volume three, but I might want to at mm. least watch up until uh, that um, point. So. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's our episode. So, um, we got Toonami coming up next uh, week, and so we'll still be just watching one of each of these episodes i uh think and um yeah we'll be done with some of these pretty soon and we'll be finding new stuff to watch instead uh yeah okay that's that for that i guess we can go for um top three stuff okay well uh, my first place one is kind of obvious this week that's blue block um so there's a pretty big gap between first place and second place. But second place, I will put Ruby and third place, Spy Family. Okay, I will give Blue Lock as first. I'll put JoJo in second. And uh, I think I will put... Hmm, the third one is actually a little harder. Um, I'll put Chainsaw Man in third. Hmm. It was a little tough between that and um, Ruby, which uh, I guess Chainsaw Man was more uneven. But the parts I liked towards the end, I thought I liked a little more. So, yeah, we'll put that um, there. Uh, okay. So, yep, we've gotten all of that then. Um, so, nothing else to say. Oh, man, I was thinking this would be abbreviated, but we ended up babbling for a lot, actually. Uh, well, anything else to talk about? No, not really. All right, everyone. So that's our series, and, um, yeah, that'll be that for that. I don't know why, I just kind of like that expression. All right, let's, uh, all right, let's, uh, finish up then before I start stammering things worse and messing things up like I did in the previous episode where I had to edit it out because I screwed up uh, how I wanted to say something so badly. But you, you audience, will never hear it because it was edited out. 
the power of editing. Okay, that's all. See you next time. Bye, me.